It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. Good to have you with us on the latest edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. The news cycle continues to be absolutely out of control. Uh, Just since our last episode and our last time together, we heard from the president of the United States uh, on the Redskins and the Cleveland Indians uh, handles and names. Uh, As well, we heard from Mayor Muriel Bowser uh, in Washington, D.C., which is important because obviously... There's an end game here to perhaps building a new stadium on the site of the current RFK Stadium, as well Eleanor Holmes Norton, Norton, <clears throat> as well Eleanor Holmes Norton, the top congresswoman in Washington D.C., and Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, and that's just the politicians. That's just the politicians. Uh, It was a political news cycle unlike any other for a football team on Monday. Tuesday brought a little bit more normalcy. Uh, Let's see, all we had was Pierre Garçon saying he wanted to buy in. Deshaun Jackson, former Redskins wide receiver in all sorts of hot water. And a preseason switch. So we'll cover all of that for you. Plus, we're going to hear from part one of my two-part interview with Kedrick Olston, former Redskin defensive lineman, 11 years in the NFL, played all 11 with the Redskins, uh, caught up with him the other day on the radio on 106.7 The Fan and the Radio.com app. Uh, for those that did not get a chance to listen there, uh, you can listen here on the Locked on Redskins podcast because it was very much worth the time. He was intelligent. He was articulate. He was well, just well thought out, um, as Kedrick always has been and Kedrick always will be. Uh, that guy is so smart and so awesome to talk to. And uh, I'm lucky enough, you know, that we've become friends and over the course of time and, you know, we go out to lunch together every once in a while uh, and – Um, You know, Kedrick's just a really good dude and very successful in whatever he does. So uh, we will hear from Kedrick 
Golston, former Redskin, on the name change, on Black Lives Matter, on coronavirus, on just everything, on George Preston Marshall, all of that to come right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. All right. So, um, what we have here is the start of our show. We'll, we'll, we'll go over the news um, because, again, there's so much of it and everything keeps turning and churning. So, on Monday, we mentioned President Trump weighed in on both the Redskins name and the Cleveland Indians name. Uh, and as usual, he used Twitter to blast another politician and to take his cheap shots. And I'm not trying to make this political, but I mean, you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt, right? You have to, you have no choice. Uh, if you're interested in the full write-up in case you somehow didn't see it, um, you can check out the entire thing at redskinsreport.com. Let me just say this uh, again, and, and I'm not trying to make this political. I, I really am not. It's so easy to fire off a tweet, and I used to do a lot of this, so I'm not saying he's alone. I think a lot of people do a lot of this. It's so easy to fire off a tweet just thinking that whatever you think is right is right, and everyone else is wrong, and everyone else sucks. And I guess what I've learned over a lot of years and a lot of days and a lot of criticism and a lot of arguments and a lot of time thinking about it and people talking about it is I've learned that <laughs> I've learned that sometimes you don't have all the answers and sometimes you don't think what you what you think you know you don't know. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the president of the United States of America probably has not thought about 95% of the issues, the surrounding issues, the layers, the many, 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 many deep layers of this name controversy for both the Redskins and the Indians. I just guarantee it. I just guarantee you he thinks one way and he hasn't thought about the issue at all. And that's it. Um, and, and you know, it is what it is. He can do whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. Free country, right? And he runs it. Doesn't mean we have to listen. Doesn't mean we have to do anything more than acknowledge it. And that's what you get. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'll take what Mayor Muriel Bowser, who actually means something to the Redskins future. No offense. Because she's the D.C. mayor. Now, how long she's going to be the mayor, I have no idea. No clue. I'm not a politician. I don't cover politics, although this team forces you to essentially be on the political beat, which I can't stand. No thanks. I cannot wait to talk about football. Politics suck. Uh, I'll never enjoy it. I'll never like it. I'll never want to talk about this name thing for as long as I shall live after I have to deal with this nonsense. And I'm sorry that's if that is offensive to some people, I really don't care. I really don't care. Um, I don't care what they change the name to either. Uh, just get it done. Please, please just leave those of us that want to do nothing but talk about football. Please leave those of us alone. Please. 
uh, and you guys can take your fight somewhere else. Um, so, I, and maybe that's insensitive, but that's the God's honest truth. So, Muriel Bowser, the D.C. mayor, said, hey, you know, I'm glad to see that they're changing the name and all that's great. But two things I'd like to point out. And she said, you know, building a new stadium at the RFK site is not just a snap of a finger like bang. It's going to happen because you changed the name. Oh, no. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, what she's pointing out is what so many people I think are going to ignore. Media, fans, what have you. And that is the logistics to doing a stadium back at RFK, even though the name change will be, or the name change will be made, there is so much involved from infrastructure to the surrounding neighborhood to what is connected to that facility and what is built around it much like they do in every city, just like they've done in Nationals Park in D.C., in Southeast D.C., just like they did with Capital One Arena in Chinatown in Washington, D.C., right? It happens everywhere. Everybody knows this. There is more than just building the stadium. And, oh, by the way, who the bleep pays for the stadium? Now, you might say, well, Dan Snyder's going to pay. Well, the problem is, if you look at Dan Snyder, Number one, he's got three owners that don't want to be his partner anymore. Number two, sure, the franchise is worth $3.4 billion, according to Forbes. Worth that. If he sells. In terms of liquid cash, in terms of like just cash on hand, Dan Snyder does not have $3 billion, and not many people do, by the way, to build a new stadium. So he's going to have to obviously finance a lot of it. The NFL, I'm sure, is going to help. Banks will take on uh, a bunch of it. But the question becomes, if Dan Snyder, for whatever reason, gets put in a situation where he can't get a loan for the financing, if he can't get Uh, better partners that are willing to invest and pump and infuse cash into the franchise, if he can't do all that, I, I don't know. Maybe he gets so frustrated and he walks away. I mean, a lot of people are speculating that. Michael Wilbon to the the junkies on 106.7, the fan said, oh, you know, Dan might be forced to sell. I don't see forced to sell, but then again, I didn't see forced to change the name. But we always had talked about as soon as all the major money went by the wayside, and make no mistake about it, between Nike and PepsiCo and FedEx and and Walmart and all these places that have banned Redskins products and not selling and have walked away and have issued statements and have disassociated themselves uh, because they're all about making money, you know, that's where the worm turned. Nah, they can say whatever they want that they've been talking about. The, no, 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 no. The reason why this is all going into action is follow the money trail. That's why. So that leads us back to D.C. and RFK Stadium and Muriel Bowser. She says there's other obstacles. Well, what other obstacles are we talking about? I mean, again, there's all sorts of infrastructure. There's all sorts of community and neighborhood issues 
that have to be worked out, voted, approved, uh, dealt with. Those are not going to be easy because I'm telling you, a lot of people around that stadium campus and site do not want a stadium there. Do not want 60, 65, 70,000 people, even though it could mean 10, 20 years down the road, a complete revitalization of that neighborhood and that area. They don't want all that nonsense. And I can't blame them. Certainly, they're not going to pay for it. We know that. All right. When we return right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will have and describe what Eleanor Holmes Norton said. Very influential congresswoman, Ralph Northam, the Virginia governor, and the first part of Kedrick Golston. Plus, who are the Redskins now going to play in the preseason? We think we have the answer. Next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you right here at Locked On Redskins Podcast. So the answer to who the Redskins are going to play in the preseason is we still don't know officially. However, the NFL is eliminating two preseason games, at least. The NFLPA wants them to eliminate all. They're not going to. Looks like they're going to play two. And if the Redskins are going to play two, it looks like they're going to play the Indianapolis Colts, presumably still on Monday Night Football, and maybe this changes before our next episode. And... According to First, reported by Rick Stroud down in Tampa Bay, longtime Buccaneers beat reporter, and I've made some calls and texts and talked to a bunch of different people, and while everybody says it's not 100%, and mostly that is because because, um, nobody's sure if we're going to quite honestly get to August 29th. So everybody's a little hesitant to say absolutely for sure things aren't exactly 100% signed, sealed, and delivered. But it looks like Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming to, I think it'll be FedEx Field, but I can't say for certain. Maybe it'll be Washington, fill in the blank, Washington whatever stadium. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers scheduled right now, tentatively, to come to right now FedEx Field to play the right now Redskins. They may not be the Redskins by that point. I got to get used to that. Um, on August 29th, maybe that date might fluctuate, but I think it will be set for August 29th. Again, not official yet. Could go sideways at the last second, but that's uh, where it's heading based on multiple, multiple people that I've talked to. Uh, and first reported by Rick Stroud. So uh, good job out of him. Now, Eleanor Holmes Norton, D.C. Congresswoman, uh, very influential. She told J.P. Finley, NBC Sports Washington, hey, now that the name has changed, It's full steam ahead. I think I can get a bill through for a new stadium. Okay. And she said, I think it can pass. Now, listen, she knows more about politics than I do. I don't know, and I don't really care. I know what I have to know. I know what I have to deal with when it comes to this football team. Uh, And again, 
the quicker we can be done with this, the better we can all live our lives and have a little moment of sanity and a peace and a break until the Redskins screw up and put a spear on their helmet again or an Indian head on their helmet again and totally mess this up, which they're almost bound to do. Um, But Eleanor Holmes Norton said, now that the name has changed, what are you talking about? Uh, We'll just make a stadium deal happen. Now, again, I don't believe her. I got to be honest with you. I believe Muriel Bowser much more than her. Now, maybe she knows more than I think. I don't know. But Muriel Bowser seems like she's got much, much more of a handle on the potential problems and complications that we've talked about in this episode already. So I'll just leave it at that. And lastly, on the politics and pigskin angle, Governor Ralph Northam of the Commonwealth of Virginia, where, of course, the Redskins are housed and headquartered at Redskins Park in Loudoun County in Ashburn. You know, he's got an interesting situation here because his predecessor, Terry McAuliffe, was essentially sleeping with the Redskins. I mean, he was doing everything he could to 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 get the Redskins to totally commit to the Commonwealth of Virginia from training camp uh, to uh, a new facility to a new stadium and it doesn't look like doesn't look like right now a new stadium is going to happen in Virginia but I mean things can change right we've all seen them change obviously but Northam said yeah time for them to change their name the question becomes is if he gets out of office before a stadium deal gets lined up does somebody that replaces him all of a sudden, with a name change, make a re-emphasized effort to bring in the whatever they're going to be called? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, we know it's not happening in Virginia with Northam because him and Dan Snyder are on opposite sides of the aisle. This is this organization is not good enough to be playing political football and political pigskin. It is not smart enough. It is not common sensible enough it is not run well enough none of that in order to be playing this dangerous game of political football and i know you have to play it some degree especially in washington dc but come on they're not good enough at running their football franchise and that's been proven over 28 years what makes you think they're going to play the political football angle or the political pigskin angle all right so that wraps up that part of our conversation now we told you about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Uh, also, also, Santana Moss says now this is the perfect time to make a change. Okay, that's fine. Uh, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, Lorenzo Alexander on 106.7 The Fan seemed kind of neutral. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he talked about how difficult of a situation it is. And as a black man, uh, it would be hypocritical for him to say, hey, don't change it. But he didn't absolutely say, you know, they should change it. Uh, at least I didn't hear that part, so I'm just passing that along. I've talked, I've tried to reach out to a number of people. People are very hesitant to talk on the record about this particular issue. Why? Because some might need jobs back with the Redskins. Some might need jobs elsewhere in the NFL. People are very nervous about talking about this issue. And one last one before we get to Kedrick Golston, Pierre Garçon, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was joking. I, I would almost be willing to bet that he's joking, uh, although I haven't been able to get confirmation on that, and I've tried. Um, he said, you know, <laughs> he said he'd like to have some stakes of the football team. Now, I don't think he was talking about T-bone stakes. I think he was talking about ownership stakes. Hey, Pierre Garçon's made $67 million in his career. And maybe he's got, you know, a good chunk of that, and he can get a nice loan 
and he can get some buddies of his. Don't get Deshaun Jackson. No, 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 no. Now, speaking of Deshaun Jackson, he's in all sorts of hot water for some comments and some Instagram stuff. He's tried to apologize. Uh, it's a messy situation in Philadelphia. Again, you can read all about it. Trust me, it's all over the place. Uh, and it's taken a little bit today, a little bit of heat off of the Washington Redskins franchise. A little bit of heat. Um, so that's a, a you remember when Deshaun came here and they said part of it was reported, I think in NJ.com or one of those publications that it was reported that the reason why the Eagles were letting him go and cutting him in the prime of his career off of a great year was because he, they thought, or they had evidence or they suspected that he had gang affiliation ties. Uh, I don't think that ever turned out to be true in any sort of way. We never heard anything about that here in Washington. And subsequently, but, you know, Deshaun Jackson is in some hot water. And usually, usually, um, guys that put themselves in bad situations often continue to put themselves in bad situations. Sometimes they can control it. Sometimes they can avoid it. But that appears to be what happened here. Appears to be what happened here. Um, I'm, I'm glad I don't have that mess to clean up on aisle ridiculous because I've got enough of a mess to clean up. All right. Here's who's not a mess. My buddy, Kedrick Golston, former longtime Washington Redskin defensive lineman, 11 years in the NFL. Again, one of the best and smartest and just everything, uh, that you want in a dude in a guy in a player in, uh, you know, a friend in, you know, a family man, all that. Here's part one of Kedrick Golston right here with us from my interview with him on 106.7 The Fan about everything going on with the Redskins name change and the debate and whether it's fair, right, foul, and in between. Kedrick Golston, listen to part one right here, and then we'll finish up with part two next. Uh, Chris, man, great to hear you back on the radio. Happy 4th to you as well, and I hope everybody is Staying safe and healthy out here, uh, doing this uh, this new way of life that uh, COVID has, has put us in. Yeah, my man, it's been tough, no doubt about it. Everybody okay with uh, family and everything? Uh, everybody's good. I mean, you know, uh, homeschooling was a challenge, but yeah. I think I mean I think everybody across the country can sympathize with me on that. But it's been good. You know, it's kind of become like the new normal, and I think obviously you didn't want it to happen this way with people losing their lives and the economy taking so on and so forth. But I think. You know, the positive thing it was was it forced everybody to slow down and kind of, you know, reflect on and spend a lot of time with family and just, you know, kind of get back to the basics. No doubt about it. Uh, and, you know, just try to do the the safe thing. And, and, and like you said, spend as much time as you can with your kids and uh, your family and do the right thing. Uh, and, um, you know, that's all we can really do um, during this. I mean, if you would have told me 2020 would play out like this, I don't think anybody on March 1st, I don't think anybody would be thinking on July 5th, we would still be dealing uh, with this and the world would have changed in so many different ways, uh, including, of course, uh, the football team that you played for, the football organization that you played your entire career for. Uh, Ked, I... <laughs> I never thought we would be here, but here we are, uh, and it is reality, and it looks very much like the name is going to change. I, I guess I'll just ask you for, right from the get-go, your initial reaction to the reality, again, that the Washington Redskins are almost surely going to be no more. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's you know, it, it's something that I had to put a lot of time and thought and energy into. Um, you know, I got drafted there in 2006, and then you know played there until 16 was my last year. And you know, every two or three years, it would it would come up, and you know, certain places we went, like uh, when we played Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, we we would get some some protesters out there. I remember going to Denver one year, and then 2012 when we were kind of on that run and. RG3 and the city was on fire, brought a lot of national exposure um, to to the name debate and so on and so forth. And so um, I was, you know, going through Yahoo News a few days ago and I saw that, you know, Nike and Pepsi um, were coming out saying they wanted uh, Mr. Schneider to change the name. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, it makes sense. Um, And then the next day, uh, Fred Smith, the owner of FedEx, came out and said, that he would like the name to be changed too, and I said, "Wow, that you know, normally he's been a staunch supporter mm-hmm. um, of the name publicly." And so we don't know about the meetings. You know, before I got on the phone with you, I was reading through some articles on Pro Football Talk and so on and so forth. And so I guess a lot of stuff has happened really fast. Yeah, and it and it's kind of freaking a lot of people out. But if, you know, if you if you go back and you know you listen to you know what some of the stuff Chris Miles was talking about earlier uh, on the fan and you know, other teams that have uh, changed names and went in a different direction. Um, this has been a conversation that, that has that has been going and it's kind of overdue might be the wrong word, but you knew we were heading down this road. And so, you know, to all the Redskins fans and great fan base, I can remember my first scrimmage at FedEx Field. It was just a scrimmage in training camp, scrimmage in the Baltimore Ravens, 50,000 people in the stands, um, Training camp, Richmond, the ups and the downs, great fan base. And so I would just like to caution them not to not to take it personally when people go after the name. Because I, I, I would I would argue that, you know, the D M V and the 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 Redskins for for that matter might have the most diverse fan base in all the world. Um, just because of where we are located in the international uh businesses and so so on and so forth. That, that are here in, in D.C. So don't take it personally, but if you take a step back and we could talk about polls and, you know, polls can go however you want them to mm-hmm. go. But, you know, for the the last poll that was done, I guess, in what, 2016 and whenever when the Washington mm-hmm. Post and, you know, 90 percent of natives said that they were OK with the name and 10 percent said that they wasn't. Well, we as a people should want to hear about those 10 percent. Mm-hmm. We should want to listen to what those 10 percent of people, Native Americans, have to say about the name and let's not let's not encompass this politically in a whole conversation you know what i mean let's not start piggybacking off of other issues where they do the lines do cross and so on and so forth but it's a team name it's a team it's a team that i played for for my whole professional career it's near and dear to my heart but when you take a step back from that the name is the name but it's the people it's the relationships it's the memories that we have that's associated with the franchise that we hold near and dear. And we'll and you can never we can never lose those. You can't take the three Super Bowls away. You can't take, you know, Coach Gibbs and the Hogs and Daryl Green, Art Monk, Joe Theismans, you know, the the Clinton Portises, the Sean Taylor. You can't take that from us. But ultimately I think where we're at as a country, and it's a good thing. Now I'm not gonna go down the road of saying what should and shouldn't happen politically and so on and so forth, but we're at a point now in our country where people are listening to everybody. And that's where any time change comes is when you're able to at least have an open conversation about right. it. And, le- and let's not, uh, yes, and 
what Redskins mean to me might not mean that to somebody else, but I was asked this in D.C. years ago, and it's funny. I think Mike Wise did a Q&A on something. I think he yep. was on the radio at the time, and I was one of the guests that spoke, and the question came up to me, how do you feel about the name? And I said, well, it's hard for me to speak on it because I'm not coming through the lens of a Native American. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys. So here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, we kind of go unscripted. Sometimes we have kind of an idea, a concept, and we kind of plan things out and things go a little bit longer than we would like. So I'm calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. I'm running the offense. I'm getting up to the line. I'm checking out of something, and I'm getting us into something better. What we're going to do is instead of playing the second part of the the multi-part interview with Kedrick Colston, I'm going to save the rest of it, and we're going to get to that in, in hopefully the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It might take us two more episodes. I'm not sure. Uh, just depending on how much time and how much news there is, because there's so much news, we couldn't get to as much as I wanted to in this particular episode. So uh, just hang tight for that. We will get to it. I promise you, you will hear the whole thing. It's really good. Uh, and uh, again, I can't say enough good words about Kedrick, but I, I didn't want to go crazy and blow our time limits uh, and keep you guys you know, way too long and longer. And, and I want to make sure everybody hears it. So uh, we're going to hold off on the rest for now. We'll make that audible uh, here at the line, and we'll say goodbye for this particular episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you want to hear the whole Kedrick Olsen interview, uh, certainly by all means, uh, you can do so at the fandc.com. Uh, just go to the audio on demand uh, section, and that's where it came from. So uh, please obviously uh, support uh, the radio station that I work for in the Washington, D.C. area. All right, so that is going to do it for us here on LOR. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.